Welcome to another new episode of Ujala. And we have three special guests today on the show. Before we head into the topic for the day, I'm just going to give a very short introduction on our guest. So we have Anna here. She is the creative content director for Vietkaya. And then next, we have Kai Xuan. He is a student who is currently studying computer science in the University of Nottingham, and he's a final year student. He's also the president at the Nottingham Chinese Cultural Society, where its main purpose is to preserve and promote local Chinese culture among university students. And then last but not least, we have Poon, who is actually a software developer and a current member of a two-year program under the Dewan Muda Malaysia by Undi 18, which is a political movement by grassroots leaders. And he's also working under the Ministry of Energy and Climate Change. So how are all of you three doing today? You guys feeling good? Yep. Yeah, of course. It's just super hot, man. It's Malaysia. Yeah, it's really, yeah, really it's hot. Nice. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it hot down there in Johor right now too? Yep. It's very hot. Very, very hot. Oh my god. Like, uh, like I know Penang is an island. Like, I'm in Penang right now, but it's like, I don't feel like I'm being surrounded by water. I just feel like I'm on the desert, not an island. <laughs> right. How about, how about you, Kaishen? Yeah, I'm feeling good, but same, yeah. The weather is very hot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait for November because they are predicting for, you know, wetter weathers to, to come our way. Right, so um, let's jump right in into our topic for today. So today's episode, we are going to talk about something that, I mean, if you were to ask any Malaysian youth, they would probably, you know, roll their eyes and you'll be like, what, are you asking me this? Like, I'm not interested at all. So we're going to talk about politics. Now, I don't know about you guys, but... Whenever I mention the word politics to any of my friends, whether they are of the same age as I am or they are slightly younger, they tend to give me this look like, is this even relevant anymore? How about you guys? Do you guys face the same thing as well? Like, do you get the same responses? Well, for me, right, because my my circle of friends are all very politically active, so I would say no, actually. We, we usually see news and we'll share in our friend group chat and we'll bash people. <laughs> <laughs> bash people as in like you guys would know which sites you, you guys are clearly supporters of, correct? And then, you know, you guys will just start. Oh, okay. All right. How about, how about you, Poon? Because you are actually part of Undi 18. So... I mean, naturally, you are already head on into politics already. So, does that same interest um, apply to your circle of friends as well? Um, I would say my close friends or uh, people around me would be also same as you guys. Like, I mean, not Anna. They are not politically active. Their their field is irrelevant and is boring. I'm probably the one who are always sharing the political news to them, but they are like, I don't care. <laughs> But after I joined like Dewan Muda Malaysia, right, I've seen um a lot of people, uh, actually young, young young people ranging from fifteen to thirty five years old. They are very active and they advocate a lot of good things in Malaysia. So it's kind of a good experience I'm experiencing in now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's good to hear because it's not every day that you that you hear 
of you know people slightly younger than like you know secondary school ages or college where they really show a burning interest in politics. Kaishen, you are studying computer science. I mean, you are also handling the University of Nottingham Chinese Cultural Society. So, do you ever like in your spare time? Do you ever like browse through like political books or you know polit- anything to do with politics? Like, do you ever skirt through any of those? Yeah, in fact, I do. Like, uh, I didn't really read a lot of political book, but I have uh, watched some content on like YouTube and uh, back then I used to join debates so like you know we'll discuss these things with other uh, teammates or what and sometimes among my close friends we will also discuss about this thing because I consider myself I'm still learning about all these things so uh, it's more like I would discuss with them yeah so I'm quite interested in, in all this in fact actually this year is my final year and Although I'm a computer science student, I enroll in some politics module as well. Oh, interesting. So what aspect of politics um, appeals to you the most? I think it's the international relation part which interests me the most. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think that would, would really fit into the Chinese cultural society as well because I know I have a few friends. They actually study at Nottingham. And I heard that there's a lot of, there's quite a bit of international students as well. That international politics is a very good platform to have a, you know, just a small glimpse into the, the, the dynamics of other countries outside of Malaysia. So I noticed we all, all of us, we mentioned one common thing. One of the most common myths about politics that we often see among Malaysian youth is they say it's boring, it's irrelevant, it's for the boomers, you know, I... I'm just a, you know, I'm just a small kachang. I can't, I can't change the country. Now, Poon, why do you think this kind of perception still exists among Malaysian youths? Okay, um, I think these kind of issues happens all kind of people, not only young, but it is very obvious in youth. Why is it so? Because I think it's because um, the situation of our country, um, the political situation of our country, because they use also use a lot of race based or religion tactics to gain power in politics, which is young people are uh, feel tired about it. So this kind of situation make them feel powerless. So I think that's the main part of it, lah. Okay, so it's mostly this very you know, very toxic mix of religion and race into the political scene in Malaysia that causes uh, youths to become very, what is it called, disempowered and very helpless when it comes to, to, to issues that clearly affect them. Like, for example, cost of living, inflation, the environment, you know, because people often say that youths are the ones who will inherit whatever that the previous generation is going to give to them. They are the ones that, that is going to take over. So, Anna, to what extent do you agree with what Poon's, um, so quote-unquote, diagnosis of, you know, of the reason as to why Malaysian youth think that politics is not for them? I, I would say I agree more than 100% because I actually feel it a lot that not... Like personally, my close friends are all very political active, sometimes political positive also. But on social media, when you see your feed and people sharing about news, about our politicians, our country direction, it is always in a joking kind of way. Most of the 
population among young people that is active online that seems to be reading political news takes a sideline perspective. Like we watch it happen as if it has no effect on us. So to answer your question, yeah, I agree with Poon that this is a diagnosis that we should change for the country to change. Mm, okay, yeah. So actually, I, I want to lead this on to an article that I saw by the BBC. This was actually covered back in 2018. I think it was, I think it was before the historical election that we had, which saw, you know, Pakatan Harapan becoming the federal government for the very first time. So the title of this article is called um, Malaysian Youths Have Power That They Won't Use. Now notice, like, what caught me the most is that they didn't use the word um, can't use or complain or, you know, complaintating to move, but they actually use the word won't. So it's like, you know, it gives you the sense like, you know, they are actually refusing to do something that they can actually do. And it's a very, you know, it's like they don't seem to see, you know, the effect of the power that they have in the field of politics, especially, you know, existing politicians are, you know, 50, more than 50 years old and are old enough to be our grandparents by now. So I actually saw um, a part in this article where it says that at the time this article was written, the youth voters actually outnumber their old, the older generation by at least by two to one but unfortunately, a huge majority of them, they were unregistered. So why do you think this is the reason for, you know, why use, they can vote, but why do they like refuse to register themselves? It's very triggering mm. for me uh, because I think I was part of the population that did not vote, but I was eligible to vote because I was overseas. But that's different. But nobody ever really tell our 21-year-old how to vote. Okay, it was not taught in school. So I was like, well, <laughs> how am I going to know how to register if you didn't say anything? But it stems on mm. uh, us not knowing that we can make a difference and believing that we actually will not make a difference that makes us passive in you know, seeking that knowledge of elections and vote and democracy. Mm, yeah, okay. So like... Um, Kaishen, um, have you ever heard of the of this act called the Universities and University Colleges Act? Yeah, have I, you heard of yeah, it? Yeah, I heard of it. You have, yeah. right? Okay, so um, one of the one of the most controversial clauses in this act is Section Fifteen, where it was actually amended in twenty twelve to allow students to participate in political activities. Which, on on the surface, it looks kind of like good news, correct? But it seems like there is a catch where they say that you can only um you can only participate in legitimate political parties, but you cannot participate in non-partisan groups. So in your personal opinion, you're a student at a public university. Do you find this clause to be very vague? Yeah, it's like uh you giving the students some freedom, but like you're limiting them on the other way, like uh, you're not actually giving them the full right to 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 and to involve in this. So they might find it hard to uh voice out or even like for each other to connect each other. And I guess this is the thing. Like uh, people first they as Anna said, they very hard to get the information about all this. Then the hard to form a community because like they very hard to connect each other. So yeah. I find it this part. 
All right. So and another another thing I want to ask you because I mean, um, you are you are still you are still studying. So how in your in your opinion, how would you think this act would affect um a young person's view towards politics? How how exactly would it affect them? I think mainly the people will feel like uh under this act they will be much restricted. So if that's so, they would just rather. Uh, not do anything. So um, also like they scared that it they might get into like some troubles if they miss done something. Then actions have been taken by the authority. So I guess this kind of thing may have fear people. So like they just rather to just get away from all this thing. It's kind of discouraging them. Mm, yeah, I mean, if I was a student and then I was threatened with suspension in, you know, making my own political views known, then yeah, I it would only be natural for one to choose to run and hide instead of, you know, making his or her voice known. So, um, right, Poon, um, I know that Undi18 um, was, they actually played quite a big role in the recent Lawan protests. So, um, and it actually caught, you know, not just local media attention, it caught international attention as well, because I think this is just one of the very few times where, you know, the youths were the one who took it to the streets to actually, like, tell the government that, you know, we have had enough, it's time for us, the young people, to to take over. La. As a member of Dewan Muda, do you personally think that such um, protests will actually encourage youth to take a more active role in politics? In a short answer, yes. So, um, you just want to make a clear clear image. So, uh, actually, Lawan is organized by Solidarity Secretary Rakyat. So, um, it is a joint NGO by student movement. So, Undi 18 is one of them. And, as Undi Eating is one of the active, very active NGO currently in Malaysia, so they are making the loudest voice. So it's not um purely organized I mean, but they are part of that part of them. La. I think it's very different from the previous Basse movement or other kind of um protests done mm-hmm. by opposition parties because this Lawan Lawan protest is purely um supported by NGO student movement and there is no um uh, there is no clear support from opposition parties, la, which I don't know why. Maybe they are trying to make a stand in this, um, trying to keep a distance in this um, COVID situation. On that day, we still have around 200, more than 200 um, youths um, down, go, going down the, to the street to show solidarity and to express our freedom of speech. I still can remember on that day, um, I saw a lot of youngsters and I believe quite a lot of them mm. actually is just like mm-hmm. great just graduated from high school or even is still in high school so I feel really hopeful after joining mm-hmm. that uh, seeing a lot of um, uh, to to actually see that youth actually can make the change la. we got the power so yeah by by doing this Laon protest um, and it's very successful and other youth in in other states or other uh, other countries, they they will see like, oh, we really can make, we really can uh, voice out, we really can um, uh, make a stance. So 
so that mm. they can hear us like this. Yep. I do believe that this Lawan protest can encourage more youth to participate participate in politics. Yep. I I, I second that because the the popularity that the media has blessed Lawan protests has made a lot of young people be curious about why are we making noise? Like, uh, can we actually ask the Prime Minister to step down? Is this something that we can do? And it sparks a lot of questions uh, because it takes youth away from the sidelines and actually forces, like using news and media to force us to look at it. So I think it sparks some conversation. I think that's all, that's a good enough start uh, for youth to start understanding how a political structure works. So yeah, I, I, uh, maybe it's not for everyone, but it, it is a very contagious atmosphere and mood when you go physically down to such movement that is community-based community and grassroots projects and NGO-based. I think the, the lack of political influence to the movement is, is even better point that, you know, we don't need to have politicians to run the country not not that extreme but we don't need those people like we can make our voices so through channels through social media and there are so many tools around us that we can utilize but we are not we're just learning how you know as malaysian youngsters we've been deprived of this knowledge so long so i think it's a good start the lawan project is definitely a good start mm. yeah actually besides from media right um actually after that day i i got post stories to insta so some of my friends um, DM me, what, ask, what is this? What is it about? So I got the chance to explain to them. And then they got a chance to know about what we are doing. And then what can they do yeah. in the future? So. The power of social yeah. media. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah, that's that. I think that's something like you know the older you know the older people tend to, what's it called dismiss because they always I don't know it's like what I always see from our current politicians is that they always say you know you know um the youths are useless all they do is just watch K dramas you know get obsessed with you know all these celebrities but I think what they fail to see is that we are actually way smarter and we actually we actually take more initiative than they actually think we do i think this is one thing i think this is the one area they underestimate the youth and sometimes it comes back to bite them so um yeah kaishen did you attend the lawan protest i'm just curious no i was actually on my campus and oh i didn't manage to attend it but i have been keeping my eyes on the news and everything because also got shared it and uh I, I do believe that it this kind of spur that led more people to know about this thing but also there are people but my friend comes to dm me when they saw me sharing this thing this tell me like oh this is not good or what then we can have discussion of it so i think like even people are having different opinions but it's also good a way in like having people to really talk about it so yeah, I think it's a good thing to let people to be more active, even their stunts are different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, All right. So right now, we are going to talk about Undi 18. So Undi 18 is actually a declaration that the youths actually presented to the government that they actually want the government to lower the legal voting age from 21 years old to 18 years old. 
but as expected, it was delayed like a, a many many times. Like they kept on coming up with excuses saying that oh, no, oh we are not ready. Um, you know the youth they don't really know how to use their, you know they are not rational enough to vote properly. And then, but thanks to the to five youths from Sarawak, they actually challenged the the decision in court. And as of as of October, um, it's going to be only eighteen is going to become law by year end. So Poon, um, do you think this is a step in the right direction? Yep. Um. Definitely, this is the right direction, and. And I'm very looking forward to it because, um, as what they say, they they got around seventeen or thirteen billion new voters after this, or because they are implementing auto voter registration by the end by the end of the year, there will be more than around ten million new voters. So mm-hmm. currently, we are standing around seventeen million registered voters. So it's almost half. Mm. We got almost half new voters. In the country, and youth are um, most of them. So I'm really looking forward for any elections mm-hmm. in uh, next year, after, after in the following years. So um, by lowering the age, um, the youth from 18, from between 18, 18 and 21, they can participate uh, this process mm-hmm. earlier. But I'm not saying election is only the process of politician, but it is the huge part because they can elect. Um, yeah, MPs and Duns, yeah. But Poon, I can I ask a question? Like, I I know that the if we have more youths who are more open minded, that is definitely a great thing. But I am a bit hesitant about the Undi team because we don't have the infrastructure to educate our youth yet. So by giving them the power first, it doesn't guarantee that they can use it properly. And then, if you have the power to vote, but then the people that we can vote is still the same batch, it will still make no difference. That's like my very, very... I, I know it's a step in the right direction, but I don't think that to go further, there is still so yeah, much yeah. to be done. Like, do you have any, any like info or like, you know, inside <laughs> news <laughs> that you can share? <laughs> that, you know, what, what is our country doing or like Undi 18 is a movement by the NGO, right? Is does the NGO have any vision okay. as to how can we how can we maximize this okay. tool? Um actually I agree with Anna. So we actually we cannot see youth like they are on the same side or they are all open minded. Um okay. Um actually youth is a very wide spectrum. I I observe this by after I joined the Dewa Muda Malaysia, I see youth from different political spectrum, okay, they are not only left, they are not only right, but they are everywhere, left, right, middle, progressive, conservative, okay, so I don't think by lowering to 18 is the Mm. only things that we need to do, but I think it's the first step, first huge step that we can do, so (laughs) of course we cannot, like, we cannot change the country changed the um, system in one day by lowering to 18 to let youths to work since 18. There are still a lot of works need to be done, especially education in how to educate um, the public, not only youth actually, the public. How does our country works? How does election works? How does our um, 
budget works recently. Mm. Yeah, how to contact my MPs. What does MP do actually? Who is my MP? Yeah, we we don't know anything. <laughs> right. So so luckily we have um not luckily, yeah. Um thankfully we got um these NGOs, Undi eighteen. Yeah. Um, we don't know anything. Also other but... <laughs> political parties that um trying to educate the public to let them know about how election work country works. But, it's not yeah. only about money and powers, but we actually can uh, make them accountable for what they do. Yeah, yeah. I think accountability is something that is, it's a very, I don't know, it's something, it's a very contentious um, aspect yeah. of Malaysian politics because it seems as though um, accountability is like 100% out of the window. There's no one to keep them in check. So this is one of the reasons, I mean, from my observation, this is one of the reasons why youths, they become very disillusioned because they see people that they respect. You know, they always, you know, youths tend to look up to adults. But then when they see adults not practicing what they preach, they themselves don't see the need to to be the change and to make the change. So, um, Kaishen, um, as a person who is actually born in the in the 2000s and then right now with this policy in place where everyone can now be a voter uh, automatically you don't have to register for it at the post office how excited are you over this new implementation yeah i'm very excited to be honest to be honest like because lowering it to 18 it means like you're enabling all the uh, youth between 18 and 21 that can vote. And most of the youth between this age group is studying in the university. And there are a bunch of people full of energies, enthusiasm. So it do encourage us to get more involved in this. Like when we know that we get to vote, I think most of the people would eventually think about it. Like before they vote, even, even people may claim that like the youth will just uh, follow whatever the big group is going. But I guess everyone, when you casting the vote, you will eventually think about it. So when this thing process start, I think it's a good start from for the youth to, to get started in, in the journey of politics. It, it's not, politics isn't something like for one day or what. So to getting them be in part of this earlier, it should definitely do more good than harm in the long run. Yeah. Okay. I think I I'm actually personally I'm quite happy to to finally see a form some form of hope for the Malaysian youth. At least there at least there is something for them to look forward to, especially for those who really 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 have the desire to bring about positive change in the country. The last question that we are going to discuss right now is. How exactly can you know? Can we change the youth perspective towards politics? Because, like what Poon said, like this, um, only eighteen implementation is a step in the right direction. But there is still so much to be done when it comes to educating youth, widening their perspective in the political realm. So, um, Anna. In your opinion, what are the small little things where that you believe can change um, youths and encourage them to, at least, if they don't want to get involved, at least have a little bit more interest towards politics? Interest? Um, 
Well, this is a very difficult question. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we ask very difficult questions here on the podcast, you know. But, oh yeah, I, I definitely want my friends to be active. And when they are passive, I kind of call them out like, why you don't live here? I don't have blue eyes, is it? But um, <laughs> yeah, um, I personally, Ouch. I think you, when you want your country to be better, you you ha- you need to have a vision of what that looks like. You cannot go one step forward. It's like I don't want this PM anymore. One new one, and uh, wow, who do you have a better candidate or you just don't want this one? It's like you know how your girlfriend order, uh, how your girlfriend decide what to eat. It's like oh, I'm. I'm a little bit hungry, but I don't know what to eat. And ask, you want KFC? I don't want. Uh. You want McDonald's? Don't want. Uh. Then don't eat. Uh, but I'm hungry. It's like, it's like that, you know, for our party uh, atmosphere. We can see the vision, but it's a long journey. We need like a, a huge movement. And I think Malaysian youth lacks an ideology. We see mm. what we can. We don't see the potential, uh, basically. So I think I would recommend uh, young people to look at what you care about because to change the country it's a it's a huge thing right? you cannot just do it one person you need the whole country to change the country so and then one good thing about this is you you can focus on what you care about you know kind of narrow down like me personally i care about climate change and i care about uh, how we waste our energy and also about minority how you know the racial conflict is so unnecessary and i'm so tired so kind of narrow it down. Some other people would prefer like, you know, minimum wage, uh, foreign immigrants, refugees, that kind of stuff. Just choose what you care about and then start to study. You don't need to advocate, but study and then document your journey for your friends and then, you know, encourage them to just, you know, start a conversation. Just start. You know, you, 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 you don't need to be great to start, but you have to start. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's that's very that's a very interesting um take on how to change the perspective. Uh, Poon, um, now that um you are currently you know you are working alongside for Undi eighteen and also the Dewan Muda Malaysia, so how what are the tips you would give to to those who actually want to you know, so quote unquote, influence their friends to be less ap- uh, apathetic towards politics. Like, what what are the things they should say or shouldn't say when you know they are trying to, you know, convince their friends to be more politically active? Like what Anna mentioned just now, we need to narrow it down to their personal interests. So maybe um, who is the PM or who is uh, governing the country is not relevant. It's very distant for the youth, for the individuals, but some things they do every day, like if they are working, they are, they drive to work always in a traffic jam. Why they don't take public transport? Is it because there is no connectivity? Why is it not connect to their house, to the workplace view? Why? So we need to link together. Who does the planning? Um, the, the city of KL. Who is the one who make the decision? the mayor of city, yeah. which I don't know who, but why, why we don't know our <laughs> mayor of city? Because it's, it's appointed, it's not elected by us. So they have no direct accountability from the rugged, from mm. the people. So maybe this is the way to start. So maybe mm. we need local election, 
maybe we can make things more efficient, more accountable. Yep. Like we trying we need to link those daily issues back to the root cause of the system, like the problem. Yeah. So so they can be interested. So what you're suggesting is that they go back to basics, correct? Like start from the very bottom, like don't focus on the on the what's it called? Like the huge like realm of politics, but focus down on what really hits close to home. Is that is is yeah, 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 yeah. Because Yeah, yeah. What they really care, I would say like that. Mm. Maybe we can get more insights from Kaishen. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about this question? I think the mainly thing about like youth uh, not interested in politics that has been discussed with us throughout is they, they have very little information access to all these things. So, mm, you know, the thing is when I talk with some of my friends, sometimes surprisingly they are not that, not interested. They when, when we start the topic, they are very engaged in the topic. So, but just we are very lack of all this information. But luckily in this recent year we got a few like content creators to do uh about contemporary issues. Then people somehow get interested a bit, but most of the people they maybe like watch a few, press the subscribe and they thought they are getting part of it, but it's more than that. There will be more effort to put in. So and another thing I think is because of the very uh, unwelcoming uh, environment in the internet that sometimes is even toxic. Mm-hmm. Like people are not like all, but some people, they are not giving constructive discussion or what they just toxically comment everything, <laughs> accuse thing. Yeah. So I think there's a thing like making people think that discussing about uh, hot issues or political things is very uh, tiring. So I guess maybe... Uh, should be more encouraging in, in that sense like when we discuss matter on on the internet then we should allow all, more people like even people that doesn't really know things to be part of this then having more i know it's hard because like we cannot control what people say but uh maybe when our voice is larger than the others then people will see like oh the discussion is great on the net then i would want to listen about it maybe they start with observing then they will slowly get into part of it Mm. yeah i think mainly thing is like provide more information to them let them having the opportunity to 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 access to all of this and also Mm. then they'll eventually be part of this yeah yeah so for me what i would say like if if this question were to be posed to me i think my view of this would be I would I agree wholeheartedly with what Poon said. We have to go down to the basics because politics is a very wide field and we don't exactly have the time and the energy to explore like every every bit of it. So I agree um with that you know the best first step we can take is look for something or actively seek out something that affects you the most. The thing that you can see it, right, you know, um, giving you the pinch. Like, so, like, for me, I'm working. So what affects me the most is, you know, obviously is the economy and whether how much revenue the country is losing. So, like, I, at least there is something that I can put my focus into and 
you know, campaign or champion for it and to uh, create more awareness, you know, for, I mean, among those people in my social circle to like, hey, you know, wake up, this actually affects you more than you, more than you realize. So, um, right. So we have come to the end of today's um, episode. Thank you um, once again, Anna, Kaishen and Poon for your very um, insightful um, thoughts on, on this topic. So, yes. So, um, thank you once again for listening to this episode of Talk Jela by Weird Kaya. So, if you haven't followed us, please follow us on our social media platforms such as Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. And I'll see all of you in the next episode soon. Thank you.